Amen. You got your Bible, turn to Philippians, the first chapter. And I'm going to read a few verses. And I trust the Lord knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Because I felt like last Sunday night I was going to preach this. And I was trying to think, who am I going to preach to tonight? And then the Holy Ghost blew up and nobody preached except the Holy Ghost. So then I thought, well, I prayed all week. I was going to preach Wednesday night. That's what I was going to preach. And I thought, Lord, you know who's going to be there? And he did because the Holy Ghost showed up. Amen. And the Holy Ghost preached again. Amen. Praise God. And that night, Anthony Stallings, his brother Phillip's brother, was here speaking in tongues Wednesday night, getting a blessing from God. Thank you for that miracle. Amen. Amen. So I was saying, Lord, if you want to do it again, you're welcome to do it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. God knows the exact time and exact word, and I surely do trust him. He's never let me down. He's never <clears throat> failed me one time, and I'm thankful, amen, to be a child of the Most High God. What a blessing to be a child of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Philippians, the first chapter and the first verse, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints, everybody to say to the saints, to the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi with the bishops and the deacons, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making request with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day, everybody say from the first day until now. Everybody say until now. Paul said, I'm confident of this very thing. He said, I'm, I'm totally convinced. I know of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm confident of this one thing. The God that you allowed to start working in your life. If you'll just let him. I'm confident he'll just keep on until the day the rapture happens. Amen. Thank God for the word today. Amen. And I want to preach from this title, If You Will Let Him Start. Praise God. If you will just let him start, he will never stop. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your voices to the Lord. We need Jesus to help us in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors. Help me pray right now. That a great anointing would sweep over this church today. Lives would be changed and touched. Amen. By the movement of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on. Why don't you say, Lord, make me a conduit today. God, touch me today. Let me be what the Holy Ghost flows through in this house. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, why don't everybody put your hands together. For that name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I, I'm going to preach uh, for a little while. If you'll help me, it won't take me very long to get through this. But if you don't, I might get nervous and it may take me a long time to get done. Amen. Praise God. Everybody shout, the devil's a liar. Amen. Everybody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. amen. 
Amen. We're going to have church today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to preach today that if you'll just let God start. Amen. Praise God. If we will just let him start. Amen. He will never stop working in our life. Let me tell you about the Apostle Paul. He was a very interesting guy. He would go to a place and he would start a church and he would have revival. And then after a little while, he would take off and he would uh, go somewhere else to a new city and he'd start a new church. And then he would write back with instructions. Let me tell you, uh, just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean you don't need instructions. Amen. If that one moment at the altar fixed everything in your life, there wouldn't be half of this Bible wouldn't even be here. Amen. But it is here because we are flesh. Everybody say we're flesh. And the flesh wants to do just the opposite of what God wants it to do. Amen. When you need to go to the altar, the flesh says, no, sit where you're at. Amen. When you need to worship God, the flesh says, no, just sit down and don't do that. Amen. But my pastor, he told me this is how you find the will of God in your life. Just do the opposite of what you want to do. Praise God. He kind of hurt my feelings a few times. But he said you can find the will of God just about every time by doing just the opposite of what you want to do. Amen. There's probably people here uncomfortable today thinking, boy, when he gets through preaching, I can't wait to run out the door. You know what I would do? I would run the opposite way if I was you. I wouldn't run out the door. I'd run to the altar. Amen. Because when you do the opposite of what your flesh wants to do, that means you're doing God's will. And when you're doing God's will, that's when miracles can happen in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so Paul, he would write back. He would write letters. And sometimes if you read the New Testament, you know that there was things that Paul needed to correct in people's lives. And sometimes he would just say something like this, I hear, amen, he might have had a gospel in his life too. He said, I hear certain things, and he would begin to address things. And then sometimes it was just simply warnings from God that he would write back to the churches, amen. But it was all good instruction. He's got two amens. I said, it's all good instruction. Amen. If it makes you feel good, it's good. If it makes you feel bad, it's good. Amen. If it steps on your toes, it's still good. Amen. If it talks about your son, then it's still. If it talks about what you're doing, it's still. What about if it talks about your grandchildren? Oh, Lord, he's preaching now. It's still good. Uh, Amen. From the front to the back, it's all inspired of God. Uh, It's God breathed. It was men moved by the Holy Ghost uh, that wrote these words. uh, And if he wrote it, it's good. Praise God. Amen. And he would write to these places, and they were called, everybody say, churches. Such as the seven churches of Asia. You've heard these words in the New Testament. This word church means ecclesia, meaning the assembly or the called out. Amen. In order to be a part of the ecclesia, you have to assemble. 
Praise God. Amen. To be a part of an assembly, you have to assemble. Boy, this is good preaching right now. Amen. You're preaching to yourself right now. Amen. The ecclesia, which is the Greek word for church, means the assembly or the called out. Amen. The assembly was made up of members. They were called saints. Saints were people that were called holy ones or they were consecrated. And so it was saints that made up. It was holy people that made up the assembly. Amen. Uh, If you think that, that we're not supposed to live holy lives, you're mixed up. Amen. If you don't think you need to get corrected and lined up and from time to time somebody tell you how to live and what to do and where to... Amen. You, you, you can't live a holy life. Uh, amen. Without changing a few things. Amen. You weren't born holy. You were born a terrible two. You stole people's toys and You bit people and you talked about people and you were mean to people. Amen. But when you get the Holy Ghost, all that ought to start turning around. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, you ought to become a holy person. There ought to be noticeable changes in you. Amen. You shouldn't sit like a knot on a log while the preaching's going on. When you get the Holy Ghost, it ought to confirm in your spirit. Hey, that's what I got. That's who I am. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It was the church. Everybody say the church. Amen. I want to read a scripture to you. Jesus said, I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Amen. That means it's not yours. Praise God. It's not mine. It's not the Pope's church. It ain't the board's church. Jesus said it's going to be my church. Amen. And he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Which means it it don't matter what the devil throws against God's church. Come Sunday, it'll still be standing. Well, hallelujah. I feel like preaching all of a sudden. It don't matter what comes against the church, uh, who says what, uh, what. God's going to have a church, uh, and it's going to stand, and it's going to be a light on a hill. Amen. Thank God for the light. And he said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Everybody say it's his church. It's his church, and he gave a man named Simon Peter the keys to how to get into it. Amen. I I hope y'all can bear with me. I'm trying to build a foundation is what the smart people say. But I'm just trying to get to where I'm getting is how I say it. Amen. I got to cover some ground to get there. Amen. He said, I am going to build my church, which means the day he said that, the church wasn't there. Amen. But then he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. The promise of the Father. When you walk out of church the day you get the promise, you're going to know you got the promise. Nobody's going to have to tell you you got the promise today. 
Amen. You're going to feel something. Uh, amen. It's going to be different in your spirit. And so they went there, and, and, and for the sake of time, I'm going to rush through this first part. Amen. It was a day called Pentecost. Pentecost is not an organization. Pentecost is not a, a type of church. Uh, Pentecost is a holiday. Pentecost is Thanksgiving in Israel is what it is. Let me just say it like that. It's the day that they would come together and they would give thanks for all the blessings of God. And it just happened to be on Thanksgiving Day, you could call it that. Amen. That God poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just think what would happen if people quit griping today and started praising. Wonder what would happen in this house if everybody quit complaining about everything that's wrong in their life and said, I'm here for one reason. I'm here to thank God for everything he's already done. I got a feeling he may give you more to be thankful for. I got a... Hallelujah, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Trying to rush through this. 120 people got the Holy Ghost. It's described in your Bible in the book of Acts, not in the book of, second book of Joel. It's in the book of Acts. Amen. In your Bible, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared in them cloven tongues. You know what cloven means? You know what a cloven hoof is? It's a split hoof. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. What did that cloven tongue mean? What did that sign mean? It meant that they used to speak Aramaic but now they're going to speak Aramaic but they're going to have a split tongue. They're going to be bilingual all of a sudden. <laughs> Without having to go to school, they became bilingual immediately. They began to speak in Aramaic and they began to speak in the tongues of angels. I'm telling you the greatest day of your life is going to be the day you become bilingual in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The day you can't speak English anymore because the Holy Ghost is on you so powerfully. Uh, you, can't, you can't contain it anymore. Uh, it's like fire. Uh, shut up in my bones. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, real quickly, 3,000 people that were there. Well, there was a bunch of people there, and they saw these 120 people get the Holy Ghost, and they thought they were all drunk because you just, amen, you get bilingual. Amen, some people fall down, some people jump up and down, some people cry, some people roll, some people stiffen up, some people fall over. Praise God. Amen, but the good thing in the new church, we're going to have a nice wood floor. It won't be concrete, so for all the fallerovers, amen. <laughs> We won't have to dial 911. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Give me some thick carpet and a lot of Holy Ghost. Amen. Whatever it takes, Jesus. I'm ready to have revival. I'm ready to see this city all full of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, there was a bunch of people that day. That was there, and they saw this 120 get the Holy Ghost, and they thought they were drunk. And Peter began to preach a message, and he said, they're not drunk like you think they're drunk. They are drunk. They are intoxicated. They are under the power or the influence of something that you don't know nothing about. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Bible says 3,000 people were added unto the church that day. The Bible says we're added unto them. 
Amen. But they weren't just normal people. These 3,000 were those that, everybody say gladly. Amen. You want something from God, you got to get glad about it first. Amen. Amen. You can't begrudgingly accept the gospel. Amen. You can't begrudgingly repent. You can't begrudgingly get baptized in Jesus' name. The Bible says they that gladly. Well, praise God. Amen. You get sick enough of this world, you'll gladly. When you get sick and tired of your family all messed up on drugs and alcohol and split families and a mess and all that, you'll gladly receive the gospel then. When you get tired of watching the devil drag people through the dirt and maybe you're the one getting drugged through the dirt, you won't be mad anymore. You'll gladly receive it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And 3,000 people gladly received the gospel that day. And the Bible says, and they were added unto them. Added unto what? They were added unto the church. Amen. It was called the church. Praise God. There's only one church. Well, hallelujah. Man, there may be 50,000 different denominations that man has voted for and split and changed and polluted and politicized, and, but the Bible calls it the church. Singular. There's one church. Everybody say one church. Amen. And they were added unto the church such as should be saved. Let me tell you how they got into the church. There was a baptism of water and of spirit. Amen. The day that the church started, there was a baptism of water and of spirit. Just like Sister Fern went down in water. In Jesus' name, that is a baptism of water. But just like there's a baptism of water, there is a baptism of spirit. Amen. And when it comes on you, just like the water covers you when you go under, uh, the Spirit's going to cover you uh, when you get baptized in that Spirit. Uh, And you ain't going to feel nothing around you. Uh, You ain't going to care who's over there or who said what uh, or what's happening in the news. Uh, You're just going to be baptized with the Spirit of God. What a wonderful day. Hallelujah. Amen. So the day that the church started in Jerusalem was the day that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was the day that they were baptized in Jesus' name. On this day, Peter preached, everybody say repentance. Jesus' name, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't, don't do it any other way. Don't, don't settle for any other way. Amen. Well, well, I, well, I'm in a rut now. I can't go nowhere. Amen. I, I don't care what Joel Osteen told you to do. He didn't have the keys to the kingdom. Amen. I, I don't care what Billy Graham told you to do. He didn't have the keys to the kingdom. I love everybody and everybody loves me. Uh, but when they start telling me something different than 
When they start telling me there's an easier way, when Simon Peter said I had to repent. Bless God, that's where me and them are going to have to break ties and I'm about to repent of my sins because I needed something that was real. Amen. Everybody say that was the church. The church is Acts 2.38 compliant. The church is Acts 2.38 compliant. Amen. Another place the church is called the body of Christ. After Paul talks about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, he begins to say this. But all these, talking about these gifts, worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, capital S, Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one, capital S, Spirit. Everybody say spirit. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Well, that's that that was for them. That that was for well, let me just keep on reading. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one capital S spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Let me tell you, God's church is baptized into the body. What does that mean? It means you don't join God's church. Boy, it's getting quiet in here all of a sudden. I said you don't join God's church. You're born into God's church. Hey Amen. A man couldn't keep you out of God's church uh, if God wanted you in his church. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To become a member of God's church, there is an experience that happens to you. Amen. Jesus called it in John 3, being born of water and spirit. Paul describes it as being baptized into one spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Did you know God's got a church all over this world? Did you know God's got spirit-filled people in Brazil? And in Argentina? Africa? Every continent on this earth? God's got groups of people everywhere. Amen. He's got people underground worshiping in China that's got the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. He's got people in Russia that's got the Holy Ghost. Uh, he's got people in Hot Springs uh, that's got the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. And one of these days, uh, the Bible said if that same spirit uh, that raised Christ from the dead, uh, if it dwell in you, uh, it'll quicken your mortal body. Uh, what is the Bible saying? When you get the Holy Ghost, you got a ticket, honey. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got something that's going to pick you up on the last day. 
Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Telling you, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't leave church today without it. Hallelujah, if you're in a dry place, I wouldn't leave until I felt it all over again. Amen, if I was in a rut, amen, I'd hang on to that altar until I got out of that rut. Amen, if I had a bad spirit on me, I would hang on to the horns of the altar until the Holy Ghost began to flow through me. What are you talking about? I'm talking about getting rapture ready. I'm telling you, Jesus is soon to come, and I want to be ready. Come on, let's love him together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. New Testament begins like this. The four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then after that, it begins the book of Acts. Amen. The book of Acts is the actions of the church. Amen. It's where people began to get the Holy Ghost. It's the history of the church. Amen. And after the Acts begins the epistles. An epistle is nothing more than just a letter. Everybody say it's a letter. It was letters that was written to churches. It was letters that was written to the saints of the churches. You got uh, the, the one written to Rome. You got the, the letter written to the Corinthians, the Ephesus church, Colossians church, the Thessalonians, and then the one I read today, the church at Philippi. Amen. But I, I, I want to tell you something. Uh, amen. If you come out of space today, amen, and you opened up a Bible, somebody handed you the Bible, and you open it up to the book of Romans, uh, let me tell you, and you begin to read it, you're reading somebody else's mail. Praise God. Well, it got quiet all of a sudden. Praise the Lord. Some people will teach you. Matter of fact, I talked to a man one day that come out of a denominal world. He was a preacher, went to the schools and did all good. And then he came to church and got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said, what, what, what do y'all do about the book of Acts? Where you come from? Uh, he said, well, well, they taught me in school. Just jump right over the book of Acts. Don't pay any attention to it. It'll just confuse all the people. This is what I tell you. If you jump over the book of Acts and you never get the born again experience uh, and you don't become a part of the ecclesia and you turn over to the book of Romans and you begin to read it, you're reading somebody else's mail. That letter is not addressed uh, to a sinner, uh, but the book of Romans is addressed uh, to the saints uh, that are in Rome. uh, the people that are born of the water and of the spirit. It's the tongue talkers. It's the people who found an altar and repented of their sins. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Why don't you join up with somebody next to you right now? Amen, let's have a little prayer meeting. Come on, why don't we take a season of prayer right now? Come on, the Holy Ghost is going to fall upon people in this house today.
My, 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 God's wanting to move. Somebody let the Spirit of God just flow through them right now. God's going to cleanse some things out of you. God's going to purge some things out of you. Come on, hold on for one more moment to what you're feeling. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know complete denominations who skip over the book of Acts and go straight to Romans, the 10th chapter, and they read this verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. They skip right over the born again experience and go right to the book of Romans and begin to read it. First of all, I would tell you, you need to get the Holy Ghost first before you ever turn to the book of Romans. Amen. But if you go ahead and study a little bit further, it says, for with the heart, man believeth unto. Everybody say unto. Amen. With your heart, you got to believe unto. There's got to be some things happen. It's not repeat, it's still repent. And the Bible said, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Amen, what, 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 is the, what was Paul trying to say? Something had to get in your heart first. Amen, this is where it all starts. In your heart, you gotta believe that God's wanting to do something in your life. You, you, you gotta quit believing the lie of the devil, amen, that you're a nobody. And you have no purpose. Uh, amen. And, and, you, and God doesn't want you. And all the garbage that the devil tells people. Somewhere in your heart, uh, you got to hear the word of God preached. Uh, and somebody. And your heart has got to start believing. You know what? I think God could do that in my life. Uh, amen. I, I listened to a, uh, forgive me, but a testimony last night. Danny, he told me, you the way he got the Holy Ghost, he was in Ozark. Amen. And he, he didn't even believe in God. He said he was an atheist. And he said, Brother Alviar came and began to preach. And he started talking about witches. Devil worshipers getting the Holy Ghost. He said, well, if, if God would give them the Holy Ghost, he'll give me the Holy Ghost. And before he left that night, he was speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave the utterance. Let me tell you, this is real. It's as real as this pulpit. It's as real as this floor. It's as real as this tambourine. If you give him a start, he'll never stop in your life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just, I'm just about to where I can preach now. Whatever. I'm just about got this foundation laid. It takes a long time to lay a foundation. Amen. But I, I, this heart and mouth, boy, it's got me fired up. Amen. That people would misuse and misquote scripture like that. Amen. When you begin to read what Simon Peter preached on the day of Pentecost after he got the Holy Ghost. Amen. He began to preach. And you know what he did? He began to quote David. And he said, my heart did rejoice and my tongue was glad. <laughs> it's about the heart and it's about the mouth. Amen. It, you can't say I got it in my heart and your mouth didn't do anything. And you can't say it with your mouth and your heart still be full of anger. Well, praise God. <laughs> he said, my heart was rejoicing and my tongue was glad. Let me tell you, my tongue gets glad when I wrap a filet mignon around it. My tongue gets glad when I wrap chocolate milkshakes around it, strawberry milkshakes. My tongue gets glad a lot of times. Amen, but my tongue never got glad like it did the night I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> When I couldn't think of what word to say next, uh, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost started saying it for me. The Holy Ghost began to speak through me. You're talking about happy. Well, praise God. Everybody say that's the church. The church is baptized into one body. The church is born of the water and of the spirit. And you turn to what I began to to, uh, I began with today. Praise God. I'm giving you hope. I'm almost, I'm fixed to start preaching now. But it ain't going to take me long from here. And the Bible says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus. You know what he's doing? He was writing to the church. Everybody say, to the church. He was writing to people who had let God start in their life. He was writing to people who had heard Paul preach and they believed it in their heart. They repented of their sins, was baptized in his name, was spirit-filled, and began to live holy lives. Man, you, you can't be a saint if you don't live a holy life. Man, by definition, that's not saint. Saint is somebody who's consecrated. Amen. The other part of it is you can't live a holy life without the Holy Ghost. I had people come talk to me about their kids and spouses and cousins and dads and moms. I'm so disappointed what they're doing. I'm just so mad at what they're doing. I'm, so, I'm telling them, don't get mad at them. They ain't got the Holy Ghost. You can't do right without the Holy Ghost. What you need to do is pray, God, get a hold of them. God, God I pray conviction falls on them and they run to an altar and you fill them with your spirit. What are you talking about? You, you, you can't put your faith in man. 
man will fail you. Paul was saying, you know, when I want to do right, I find a law in me that just does just the opposite. He was a pretty good guy too. Pretty good. Wrote, wrote part of the Bible. Pretty holy guy. He said, there's something in me I find a law that when I would do good, evil is present. You know what he's saying is, it don't matter whether I got the Holy Ghost or not, I still got a dirty, rotten flesh. Praise God. Well, it's really getting quiet now. Amen. We don't believe in divine flesh. We believe in divine Holy Ghost. Amen. If you get this Holy Ghost stirred up in you... uh, and you get a prayer life, uh, and you mortify the needs of your body every day. Uh, before you go to work, you cry, God, don't let me be myself today. Praise God. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I find something. Every time I try to do right, it seems like I just mess up. What do I do, Pastor? I'll tell you what to do. You just need another dose of the Holy Ghost. Well, I failed God. It's all right. Just get you another dose of the Holy Ghost. Well, I did it twice. It's all right. The Bible said a just man falls seven times. And I never seen this till the other day the Lord showed me. The man never lost his adjective. Y'all know what an adjective is? It's a description. The Bible said he fell seven times and he kept his adjective. Because it called him a just man. People make one mistake, two mistakes, three mistakes, and the devil jumps on their shoulder and tells them, you might as well quit church and You're a loser and you've messed up. You've embarrassed the pastor. You've embarrassed your family. You've embarrassed everybody. You might as well go be lost. I rebuke that. My Bible says every morning when I wake up, his mercy is new. Hallelujah. So this is what I'm going to preach for five minutes. Everybody, somebody give me five minutes. Raise your hand if you give me five minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40. Thank you so much. I feel so much peace now. I don't feel pressured. He gives me 10. Five, 10. Praise God. She gave me 10 more. Y'all must be liking this. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the best part. This is what I come to preach about. He's writing to the church. Everybody say he's writing to the church. And he says this. I'm confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun. Everybody say begun. A good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What the Bible is saying is he's going to continue. To have a continuation you've got to have a starting place. You know what's so beautiful about this message? Today is 9-11, ain't it? 21 years ago today was my starting place. I woke up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Some of you ain't old enough to know what happened that day. 
that this nation was under attack. And I grew up in church and I didn't have the Holy Ghost and I was running from God with my best running shoes I had. And on that morning when this country came under attack, there was a, uh, my wife called me. I didn't even know what was going on. And she's half my size. She's not here today. She's in, out of town. I'll give her permission to go. I might not ever do that again. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. She's half my size. And she called me and with a real mean voice. She said, you better wake up and smell the coffee. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I don't remember what all she said then. All I remember was the coffee part. About that time, I seen them planes flying into buildings and people terrified and jumping out of buildings. And all I could hear was the voice of this older woman named Agnes Holmes. And she was saying, this world's about to wrap up. And I'd went to church the Sunday before that just to make my wife happy. I did that. It just made peace in the home if I just go. Praise God. So I went. And my pastor was standing there preaching that day. And I tried to go get the tape and it's been, it's gone. They said it was an attic. People looked in the attic. They can't find it. It's gone. I'm sure it's God protecting my pastor. But he said on Sunday, he said, they could drop a bomb on New York City and this world would turn upside down and people would turn to God. He said, it'll take something. And two days later, and all I could think was, I ain't ready to meet God. And I was all by myself. I was taking an industrial electricity course in Norman, Oklahoma. I was in a hotel room. Let me tell you, I thought, I'm about to start living for God right now. I don't know how to do it. I'm about to figure this deal out. Mama wasn't there to help me. Pastor wasn't there to help me. Nobody there to help me. For two hours, I walked around that room crying and praying. And I, and I said, whatever this Holy Ghost is, God, I want it. I want to be right. And this is how intelligent I was. I said, God, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to wear you out every day of your life until you do give it to me. That's what I, I'm from the drawing board. Nobody taught me how to get the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, I got a hungry for it. All of a sudden, I got on the starting line and I said, God, from here on out, I'm yours. From this day forward, uh, you ain't going to worry about me no more. I'm going to live for you. Hallelujah. I prayed all week long. I was at the largest federal facility in Oklahoma. After they blew up the Murrah building 10 years before that. And the FBI and everybody else came in and they locked down our facility. And uh, just to make me more scared probably. But I just kept praying, God, I want that Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I don't want to go to hell. I, I don't want to be lost. God, God, I need it. Whatever it takes. So I prayed all week long. 
Come Sunday, I went to church and it was one of them just kind of services, just kind of chill. Amen. I don't like chill services. That's why I don't like them. Amen. So I come back that night and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost began to move all through that building. 2,000 people in one room. Amen. Let me tell you, you got to get to the point where you don't care who's looking, what they think, what they're going to say, what they're going to post. Who gives a rip when you're on the starting line? Uh, Amen. If you've ever been there, if you've ever been to where I come from, it's a pretty good-sized building, like a quarter mile from that end to that end. And I sat on that end, and the boy's side was on that end. But I felt something tug on me said, go down to that front. I'm kind of shy. You may not believe that. I've been saying that. I believe it. I am. But the Holy Ghost said, just go down to that front. That was a long journey through all them people. I was just walking. I got down there and threw my hands up in the air. You know why? Because I'd already started. I done made my mind up. I, I, w- I, I wasn't going to live for the devil no more. Threw my hands up and started I couldn't help it. I started crying. Never cried in my life. Didn't cry at my dad's funeral. I'm embarrassed to say. I just want to, this is how we was raised. You don't cry. I mean, you're a sissy if you cry. Well, when the Holy Ghost gets on you, I couldn't help it. I start, I've been crying ever since. That's the best feeling in the world, cry before God. If I'd have learned it long, I'd have done it when I was five if I'd have known. Amen. I, I couldn't help it. I just started crying. About that time, my pastor come over Laid hands on my head and messed up my hair. Amen. Fern was asking, do y'all lay hands on people? I said, oh, you better believe it. Praise God. Not if you don't want it, but we will if you want it. Amen. I don't, I don't know if I wanted it or not. That night, I was just wanting the Holy Ghost. But I didn't care who was shaking my head or pulling my arm. I heard people say, well, if they just leave me alone, I'll get the Holy Ghost. Well, when I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't care who was shaking my arm. They could have been shaking my leg for all I cared. I was on the starting line, and I had a made-up mind. I'm going to get this Holy Ghost. It wasn't very long. Just a few minutes, him praying with us, and whoever was praying, I don't know. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I began to lose cognizance. What on earth is happening to me? I was only 27. I couldn't stand up. (laughs) Praise God. And the Holy Ghost fell on me. And I began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You know what? I didn't know. I thought I was a member of that church my whole life. I wasn't a member of that church. I was a pew warmer. The day I got born of the water and the spirit, I became the ecclesia. I got connected to the body. This is what Paul said to the saints. I have complete confidence. Can I say it like I would say it? If you'll just 
Let him start. He won't make you get the Holy Ghost. He won't make you live for him. But I'm confident of this one thing. That if you would just let him start. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But he'll go with you even to the end of the world. He said until the day of Jesus Christ, he's going to have his hands on you, molding you and shaping you. In <laughs> what he wants you to be. Woo, come on, help me pray right now. The Holy Ghost is here. On all across this building, why don't you join up with somebody? Take them by the hand if it's appropriate. Come on, let's have a little prayer meeting right now. I think the Holy Ghost could fall on this whole building right now. Come on, these are the days that Joel prophesied. <laughs> I bind every devil from hell. In the name of Jesus Christ, the blood was not in vain. Come on, somebody needs to reach for Jesus right now. God, you didn't shed your blood in vain. I'm about to have a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Ah. Oh, Holy Ghost breakthrough. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, somebody needs to move in the Holy Ghost. There's some people need to fill these altars right now. There's people need to get on your feet and lift your hands and open your mouth and say, Jesus, start. Start today, Lord. Start right now, God. Start right now, God. Start right now, God.